will thank Him. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, yes. My, my, my. I feel the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I thank God for the prayer room last night. If you're new here, on Saturday we have community prayer. Anyone can come. Uh, it's from, well, I got here early and people were already here, but normally around 6.30 to 8.30 people come and go, but uh, around 5 people were already here praying, and uh, people were praying uh, after 8.30 as well, and uh, I'm, I'm thankful for a church that prays because that's where the power is. The power of God is in prayer. We need prayer, so be a part of it. Be a part of it. And uh, God is doing so many wonderful things. Why don't you give someone a high five and be seated? It's always fun seeing people break out their high five skills. Some of y'all miss hands. I saw it. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. We are... We are filled with the glory of God, with what God is doing. You know, this, I believe it's today, is wrapping up the Olympics. I've mentioned I, I do like the Olympics. I like the uh, nations competing. I think it's good as long as it's fun and as long as uh, people keep chemicals out of their body and, and uh, don't tear up bathrooms and things like that. Uh, outside of that, it's, it's a good thing. It's, I think it's a neat thing. But we celebrate man's achievements. We celebrate how, how wonderful they are. And it's amazing the things they can do. Of course, I could do all that stuff, but not the average person can, can you know, do those things. Uh, but uh, we celebrate. And it's, a, it's an amazing thing what they can do. And we look at it and we go, that's impossible. How in the world can someone do something like that? And I think, uh, I, I, I think it's, it's fine for us to do that. But in the process of all that, we need to just think about how good God is and celebrate how good He is and what God has achieved and what God has done. He made the world and everything inside of it. He saved my soul from the sin that it was in. I, I think we should take time and celebrate those things. If I'm going to celebrate someone standing on their hands, I'm going to celebrate a God that made the stars. If I'm going to celebrate somebody that can swim fast, I'm going to celebrate the God that made the oceans and the seas and everything that's inside of it. I'm going to take time and celebrate God. Oh, yes, I am. Thank you, Lord. There's lots of things to celebrate. And I think we need to do it. There's good things to celebrate. But Terrell smiled a little bit more. They had their baby. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> Brother Jefferson, Siobhan, last Sunday. I didn't get to say anything, but they had their baby here last Sunday. We got new babies in here. That's something good to celebrate. I like babies. I like to squeeze their toes. That's just a personal thing. What can I say? Good things to celebrate. We've had lots happen in the last couple of weeks. God, I believe, is in a miracle mood. I believe that. He's in a miracle mood. I had that song that Danae wrote years ago and did on one of her albums 
back when, I don't know, he was like 16 or something when you did that, I believe. It, and it's a, it's a guitar, but I, you know, I, in my mind, I, I was playing the guitar, the drums, everything. No, 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 no. I was feeling the whole group. It's, he's in a miracle mood. He's in a miracle mood. He's in a miracle mood. And I've been singing that in my brain, thinking, God, what are you going to do next? What are you going to do? I think he's in a miracle mood. I, you ever get in a mood where you just wanted to do something? I think God's in a miracle mood. That's just what I think. I think he's in a mood that, what am I going to do today? Who's here today that needs a miracle? Who's here today? I just think he's in that kind of a mood. Oh, yes, I do. Uh, we have a supernatural God. And let me just take it. There, there's more I can say, and I, I don't want to say it all in one service. I want to spread it out a little bit. So let me just say about one thing that God did. I, I asked Sister Hill if it was okay if I mentioned uh and she said it was. She was dealing with, uh, I, you heard the word was, dealing, she was dealing with uh, lung cancer, I guess is how they would describe it. I'm not sure if it's exactly that, but because of whatever was going on, uh, her, her lungs, she could not take deep breath at all. She could not breathe in. It hurt her. She was just taking a little, little shallow uh, breath. That's all she could do. And uh, Sunday night, the Holy Ghost started touching her. Actually, Wednesday, I believe, she wo- the next morning, she woke up at 6 and said she went all day long. She laid down just for a moment that just because she thought it was a good thing to do but felt good. The next day, she felt good uh, all the way into Sunday. All of a sudden, she's able to breathe in deep. She went back to the doctor uh, this past week, and they looked at her white blood cell count. And they said, it looks normal. She said, normal, you mean for someone that has cancer? They said, nope, it just looks normal. I serve a God. He's bigger than your problem. He's working. He's moving. He's in a miracle mood. And I'm in the mood to preach about it. I'm in the mood to talk about it. I'm in the mood to celebrate the goodness of God. Oh my goodness, I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel good in the Holy Ghost. I know God is working. I know God is moving. I know lives are being changed. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, if you're new here, we're just excited about Jesus. We're just excited about the power of God. We're just excited because because we know he's on the throne. Turn to someone and say, it's God's church. You may be seated. If God is working, you will see the supernatural hand of God in progress. It's God's church. It's not supposed to be God's church and nothing ever happens. Nothing ever takes place. Lives are never changed. That's not the will of God. Simon Peter, as Jesus began to ask questions, who do men say that I am? He began in Matthew 16, verse 16. Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee, 
that thou art Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church. Turn to someone and say, it's God's church. <laughs> he goes on to let him know, I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever it is that you're going to bind on earth, it's going to be bound in heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. There's a revelation of who God is that when you get the revelation of who God is, miracles begin to happen. But the reason it happens is that this is not my church. God has given me the awesome privilege and responsibility to pastor here. But I am under no illusions. This is not my church. This is God's church. The church is not weak. It is not helpless. It is full of power. It is full of the glory of God. It is full of that whatever God puts in us, His Spirit. That whatever we bind on earth, the church, His church, it's going to be bound in heaven. And whatever we look at that needs to be loosed on earth, the Bible says we can loose it on earth and it will be loosed in heaven. Why? Because of how great we are? No, because it's God's church. Miracles, signs, wonders are part of the church. It's not all that the church is. It's not all that the church is. And I preach about all kinds of stuff, but I'm in a mood here lately. It's not all the church is, but it is part of what the church is. It should be a part of everything we do, the supernatural power of God. We live in a world that we feel overwhelmed. We feel the pressure building on us. We feel the pressure pushing us down. We feel the pressure of finances. We feel the pressure of the political system. We feel the pressure of families, uh, situations going on. We feel the pressure. We feel overwhelmed. But that's when we need to go to the rock that's higher than we are. That's what he said. He said when David said, when my heart is overwhelmed, when life begins to push down on me, I could spend all my time I can spend all my energy trying to lift it. Or I can run to the rock. That rock is Christ. You don't have to feel overwhelmed. You just need to get to the rock. You don't have to fix the problem. You just got to get to the problem solver. And that's God Almighty. It's a simple thing that we have to do. I don't know, have to know how to get somewhere if I'm willing to follow. It's a simple process that we learn in kindergarten called follow the leader. I don't have to have the answers to everything. I just have to go to the one that has the answers to everything. I don't have to uh, have whatever this world 
deems necessary uh, to help somebody. I just got to hit my knees and talk to God and let God give me wisdom. I don't have to be a great orator of the, uh, of the scriptures. I, I need to do the best I can because the Bible says to study to show thyself approved unto God, uh, not unto man, uh, but unto God. Uh, so I study not so I can oppress anyone here. I study uh, for the approval of God, uh, not of man. Uh, I may study out a scripture uh, and I think I'm going to preach it and the next thing I know uh, God's got me in a completely different direction uh, but he's still pleased with what I studied uh, because I study uh, for the approval of God uh, and I'm telling you uh, when we get our minds on him uh, and begin to realize uh, all I have to do uh, is follow the leader wherever he goes I just have to follow it's a simple process of being in tuned to God and the things of God and the ways of God. That's what he started all the way back into the Old Testament. You find where the people of God uh, came out of bondage when they cried unto God. He heard them. He answered, sent them a deliverer. And then he gave them a way to follow. The Bible says in Exodus 13 and verse 21. The Lord went before them. By day in a pillar of a cloud and led them the way and by night a pillar of fire that gave them light. He said to go by day and night. I'm going to give you something to follow when you can see things around you. And I'm going to give you something to follow when you can't see nothing. Now, believe it or not, I believe it's harder to follow the cloud in the day than the fire by night. I believe it's harder to follow God when everything is going good than it is when things are going bad. When things are going bad, all you can see is that pillar of fire. Everything else is dark. You don't have an answer. So it forces you to follow the fire. But there's something that has to get a hold of us. That when the sun is shining and I've got a choice to go this way or that way, am I still willing uh, to follow what God uh, is trying to tell me in his word? Uh, we can sit back uh, and look at somebody that's having problems in the church uh, and say, boy, uh, I hope they're getting this sermon. Uh, this is a good sermon for them. Uh, I hope they're listening. Uh, they can get that attitude. Uh, or uh, we can get the attitude uh, that things are going well uh, and and I see the light, uh, but there's still something uh, that I need to follow uh, the church uh, in order for us to be the powerhouse uh, that God called us to be. Uh, we need to follow uh, the Spirit. Let me tell you, when God dealt with things in the Word of God, you find the heathens and them that would reject God. There were some pretty rough things that happened. Sodom and Gomorrah, two twin cities destroyed because of the sin and God was just so sick of it. The, the, the world where Noah and his family were the only ones saved. But when, when God dealt with his people, he didn't have to do anything to them. 
He just stopped leading them. Whenever they stopped following, he stopped leading. Whenever they began to go after other things and the light was on and the kingdom was doing good and they began to go this way or that way, the cloud moved and they didn't even know it moved. So so desensitized to the things of God. So focused on the things of this world that the destruction that came to them was not the wrath of God. It was simply the lack of leadership that they decided, I don't want to follow him anymore. God doesn't have to pour any wrath out on me. That's why David prayed, Lord, whatever has to happen, I messed up. But just don't take your presence from me. I still need, why? Because even though I'm in the worst place of my life, as long as you're leading me, I'm going to get out of this issue. But as soon as we stop following God, the light's on. It's the sun. It's shining. It's not night. I'm not worried about the boogeyman. I'm not worried about what's in the darkness. I don't have just this one pillar of fire that's giving me the light. uh, And when it moves, I can easily follow it. And I have no desire. No, uh, the sun's out. I have choices. I have choices. And when you have choices, do you choose to follow your plans or God? Let me tell you, the apostolic church must be full of power and anointing and the Spirit. And the only way we're going to have it is letting the Spirit of God lead us. That's why I I don't even know what's on our schedules. I don't get our schedules anymore. If it's not on there still, we should put it back on there. But we used to get little paper schedules. Now it's all on digital. But we used to get paper schedules. uh, And on the bottom of it, it gave this song, this song, uh, offering here, prayer here. And at the bottom it says, subject to change uh, by the moving of the Holy Ghost. Uh, That's what I always want it to be. Uh, I don't want it to be. uh, Well, let me lead this thing. Uh, Let me preach a good message. Uh, Let me know. Uh, I want the Spirit uh, at any moment uh, to say this is the direction uh, we need to go uh, because I can't heal you uh, but He can. Uh, I can't deliver you uh, but He can. Uh, I want the Spirit uh, of God uh, to lead us. You find it throughout the Word of God. They were led by the Spirit. When you go into the New Testament, It continues. It's God putting everything in place. God is the one that goes to Zacharias, that goes to his wife. The angel appears to her husband, and then he gets the point across to his wife that you're going to have that child. I know you're old. I know you're well stricken in years. I know you prayed about it and you stopped praying a long time ago about it. But I I, I want you to know I've heard your prayer and I was waiting for the right time. And this is the time. And this is the right moment. You're going to have a son. Let me give you some direction. It's up to you what you do with it. uh, But let me give you some direction. Uh, He needs to be a Nazarite. Uh, He needs to have that vial on his life. Uh, He's not going to touch certain things. Uh, Strong drink. Uh, He's not going to touch dead things. Uh, He's got this thing 
is going to be on his life for as long as he lives. And so they raised that child with the supernatural direction of God. And I want you to know, parents, God will still give you supernatural direction to lead your family. You think I'm on my own. I don't know what to do. Parent, you're not on your own. You're not by yourself because God is with you. I don't care what's going on. You just got to choose to be led by it. I can think of mamas and daddies dealing with their children that got into a prayer room because they didn't know what else to do. And they didn't just pray about it. That's what my mama's always put in us. You got to pray through it, Jason. I can't tell you how many times I heard that in my life. Jason, you don't need to go pray. You need to go pray through it. Otherwise, you don't just pray on it. You, you pray until something breaks and something happens and you get a word from God. We've got way too many people that are just praying on something uh, and praying about something. Uh, you need to learn to pray through it. Uh, you need to learn to pray uh, until something breaks, uh, until something happens. Uh, and if you'll learn to pray through it, uh, God will begin to lead you. Uh, you're going to come out of that prayer room uh, and know exactly what to say to your son. Uh, you're going to come out of that prayer room uh, and know exactly uh, how to take care of your daughter. You're going to come out of that prayer room And it's not going to be you It's something bigger than you It's the spirit of God You've got to pray through it He's going to be the forerunner Raise him I'm going to give you direction Jesus is church It's not just me It's not me knowing what to do It's me just following God disciples we're about to go to jerusalem jesus said i just need someone that will hear what i've got to say i need somebody that will go to this town and there you're going to find a colt tied i want you just to get it and tell the man that comes to you say the master has need of it and everything's going to be fine now they could have went and tried to buy a cold at that time and it wouldn't have been so good I believe no one would have sold it to him on that day it was too close to the feast no one wanted to mess with the bargaining at that time it's not the thing to do but just a cult that's not supposed to be able to be ridden at this time but God said if I could just get someone that will be led by the spirit enough to go down this road and talk to this person uh, you're going to find what you need uh, what we need to realize uh, is we're not doing this on our own uh, we are doing it uh, if we're doing it right uh, by the spirit uh, of God when the church began this thing didn't just happen this thing didn't just happen poof there it is no God was leading God's got Philip. He's having revival. Samaria, I believe, having revival. God's doing great things. Look how good God is. Look at these people that are being saved. Look at these people that are being born again in the water and the spirit. Look at this. This whole town uh, is being shaken by the power of God. Uh, and God says, wait a second. Uh, I need something to set up uh, for Ethiopia. Philip, uh, I need you to go. Uh, leave this revival. Yes, uh, there, there, there's something I need you to do. Uh, this is how the church began. Uh, the spirit uh, tells Philip, uh, I want you to go out here to the wilderness. Uh, let me lead you out here. Uh, let me direct you out here. Uh, now uh, you see 
that chariot. Uh, go ahead and join yourself to it. Uh, and there he is running. Uh, I ain't saying you ain't got work to do. Uh, there's work for you to do uh, if you're going to be led by the Spirit. Uh, but you got to let the Spirit say, uh, it's time to go here. Now it's time to go there. Uh, now I've been talking about miracles, uh, healing in our body. Uh, but what I want you to get today uh, is what happens in people's souls uh, and people being saved uh, is not uh, how smart you are uh, about convincing them uh, about baptism in Jesus' name uh, and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Uh, but the church, uh, people being born again, uh, is supernatural. And that's what I want to put in you today. Uh, it's not just me being a witness. Uh, I've got the Holy Ghost. Uh, and the Holy Ghost uh, gives me power to be a witness. Philip, go here. He goes, runs down in Ethiopia that's got the scripture out, reading about Jesus. Who is this man? He says, let me show you. And he teaches him about Jesus. He's baptized. His life is forever changed because someone was led by the Spirit. Someone said, the cloud's moving. I'm moving with it. Someone said, the Spirit is, I just feel something's happening here, and I'm just going to move with it. I'm not going to be distracted uh, by the birds even singing. Uh, I'm not going to be distracted uh, by this deal I can get over here. I'm not going to be distracted. Uh, whatever else I'm doing, uh, I seek first the kingdom of God. Uh, everything else uh, is in the peripheral. Uh, whenever I focus uh, in the Spirit, uh, no matter where I am, uh, no matter what I'm doing, uh, God is moving. Sitting in a room. Praying, talking to God. And God says, Ananias, yes, I need you to go to the street called Straight. You're going to find a man. I've been working on this man. Saul of Tarsus. Ooh, wait a minute, God. I heard about Saul of Tarsus. You know, he's putting people like us in jail, killing some of us. You sure you didn't mispronounce the name or something? No, I've got to work for him to do. But Ananias, in order for him to do what I have for him to do, I need you to do what I'm asking you to do. I need you to be led by the Spirit. I need you to be willing to go where you're uncomfortable. I need you to be willing to take a step uh, that you don't feel good about taking. Uh, you're just kind of taking a step of faith. Uh, what's going on, Ananias? Uh, God is speaking to me. Uh, God is working on me. Uh, that's how the church was built. Uh, it was not built because Peter was so smart uh, or Paul was so smart. Uh, it was not built uh, because they had great organizational plans. Uh, that's not how it was built. Uh, it was built uh, because when God said move, uh, they moved. Paul, doing the will of God, preaching, but still not allowing the good to be a problem for the great. Still saying, God, I thank you for what you're doing, but Lord, what is it? What is it? What is it? Praying his mind on God, focused on the things of God. A man appears to him in the night and begins to cry out to him, please send someone to Macedonia. I need some help. I need some direction. The Bible says when he woke up, immediately he walked down the stairs. Immediately he went to find what he needed to find. Immediately he got Silas with him. Let's go. It didn't happen overnight either. They had to get in a ship. It took them at least days to get 
there. And once they arrived, there was no one standing on the shore saying, oh, there you are, Paul. I was looking for you. No, to be led by the Spirit means I take the steps that God gives me. But I don't know what's next. But when I get there, God says, let's go over here now to the river. There's some women down here you can share the gospel with. And while he's doing that, God's leading a little lady by the name of Lydia down the other side of the creek. And she begins to hear the word of God. I'm telling you, these things don't happen by happenstance. The spirit of God is leading us. I want souls Harvard to wake up and to realize it's bigger than you. It's bigger than me. It's the spirit of God. If we're willing to be led. Some will say, well, that's just the way it happened in the Bible. It don't happen like that anymore. Yes, it does. My grandmother was led by the Spirit. She was at home by herself reading the Word of God. She read in Acts chapter 2, verse 4, where the Holy Ghost began to come. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared to them cloven tongues like as a fire and it set upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost uh, and began to speak with other tongues uh, as the Spirit gave them the utterance uh, as she began to read these words uh, the Holy Ghost began to touch her uh, and she began to pray uh, and she said Lord uh, if this is real uh, I want it uh, no one there coaxing her uh, no one there trying to convince her uh, just the Spirit of God uh, moving on her uh, and she was filled with the Holy Ghost uh, in her house by herself uh, and began to speak in other tongues uh, as the Spirit gave her the utterance. Uh, God led her to the right place uh, so she could be baptized uh, in Jesus' name. Uh, this thing is bigger than me. Uh, it's bigger than you. Uh, we've got to realize uh, this is a God thing. I don't want Souls Harbor to become a club that we come to and, hey, we're part of the same thing. No, it's a God thing. God's working. God's moving. God's making a difference. It's a God thing. I remember Sister Friedman, powerful woman of God. She had these, she had these long missionary journeys that she would take. And back then, she was on a boat from here to Africa. One of her children got sick with a scarlet fever. It was taking people out. They had already, if memory serves me correctly, they had already dropped, I think, two bodies overboard because once a body dies, you can't keep it on a ship and there's nothing else to do with it. There she is with her child. And she was up praying and praying and praying and praying and praying. Praying and praying. Her child was still sick and she was just so tired. She just couldn't even pray anymore. She, she was so weary day after day. She said, Lord, please lay me on somebody's heart. And there she is in that room. And she fell asleep laying over her child. She woke up. And her child was laying there. The fever had stopped. All the symptoms were gone. Later that day, she's back up on top of the deck. By the power of God, what happened? Sister Freeman got 
there. And because, again, the way the mail ran back in those days, it was a, a few weeks later that she finally got a letter in the mail. said, Dear Sister Freeman, I just want to let you know on such and such date at such and such time I felt God speak to me to pray for you and your family. I pray that all is well and God is keeping you in His mighty hand. It was the exact day. It was the exact time that she prayed. I'm trying to get this church to realize this thing is bigger than me. This thing is bigger than you. God is working. We've got to let Him work. We've got to let Him move. Brother Woodward, Brother Woodward that preached at our Test of Future this past year, powerful messages, wonderful man of God, his family, I believe his first, if I remember correctly, his first member of family that came into the fullness of the truth was his great uncle, his great uncle. And he began to read the word of God and began to see what God had said about baptism in Jesus' name. He knew that he needed to be baptized, not just any old way, but the way the Bible very particularly said in the name of Jesus, the way the Bible says in Acts 4 and 12, that neither is there salvation in any other, for there's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. He read Acts 2.38, then Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. He read where over and over again uh, where people were baptized uh, and in Acts chapter 19 uh, where people were rebaptized uh, because they were not baptized the first time uh, in the name uh, of Jesus Christ. Uh, he read it. Uh, he believed it. Uh, he received it. Uh, he wanted to be baptized. Uh, he didn't know what to do. Uh, there was no one around him uh, that believed it. Uh, no one around him uh, that understood it. Uh, and so what he did uh, is went down to a creek. Uh, by, uh, uh, Brother Woodward said uh, he put his hand uh, in the water of that creek uh, and let the water run through his fingers uh, as he prayed uh, and said God uh, I know I need to be baptized in your name Uh, will you please send somebody to me to baptize me Uh, just a week or so later there was a a preacher an evangelist uh, that was preaching Brother Woodward lives in Canada there was a man in the north of of America he was up there preaching an evangelist uh, and one day he was driving down the road uh, and God spoke to that evangelist uh, and said I need you uh, to go up into Canada. He didn't know why. He just went ahead and turned his car around and started driving up across the border. As he drove across the border, he felt like God wanted him to lead down this road. He just started driving down that road. He didn't know what he was doing. Finally, he came to a house. He didn't know what else to do, so he stopped. He said, listen, God just spoke to me. He knocks on the door. There they are standing, a lady and a man back in the house. The lady said, can I help you? She said, listen, I don't know why I'm here, but I felt like God wanted me to baptize someone in Jesus' name. Is there anyone here? And the voice from inside the house said, Oh, you're talking about old crazy Woodward. He, he, you're, this is the wrong house. You need to go down this street and go. He's been talking about it for weeks. Just go down here. You'll find him down there. He drove right there and baptized him. I'm talking about in this day and time. God is leading people. I'm not doing this on my own. This ain't just so Harbor's idea. It's God's idea. I'm trying to put this in you. 
that God's doing things. And we've got to just be led by the Spirit. Why am I going to Canada? Why should I go here? I don't know anybody up here. God's saying, but I've got something to happen. There's miracles. There's a brother Woodward that's going to preach the gospel all over the world. But I first need to get his great uncle baptized in my name. I just need someone to be willing to move with the Spirit. Evangelist I heard preach when I was a kid. I'll never forget this story. He was preaching in, in, in a city. I want to say Detroit, if I remember correctly. He was preaching in this city. He was in the hotel room right in the middle of the, right in the, middle of the uh, main city. And he, he was there and he's preaching. Uh, he's preaching at the church. That night, he went back to his hotel room. Middle of the night, he felt like God woke him up. He said, I felt like God wanted me to open the window and shout out, Jesus loves you. He said, I just thought that was a little crazy. He said, but he kept feeling just this something inside of him. He opened the window, just shouted out, Jesus loves you. Closed the window, went and laid back in bed, thinking that was a little crazy. He felt it again. Go say it again. He got up, opened the window, shouted out in this dark alley, Jesus loves you. Closed the window, went back, laid back down, trying to go back to sleep. And a third time, the spirit just was quickening him. You need to get up and just say it didn't make any sense to him. But he just felt it. There was just a feeling inside of him. It wasn't an audible voice. It was just a feeling inside of him. You need to say it again. He went back to the window and shouted it a third time. When he got done, he went back and slept like a baby. And that was the end of the story. He said later, he, he was he's preached about it all over. He was just he was talking about the fact that you you just need to obey God. Whatever God's saying, you may never know why God wants you to do something. Just obey God. And one time he was back in that city. It was years later and he was preaching at another church, another apostolic church and as he was preaching, that story came to his mind and he told that story. A man stood up with tears flowing down his face. He said, was that such and such hotel? He said, yes it was. On such and such street. Yes it was. He said, I was in that alley and I had a gun in my hand. I was about to take my life and I just said, God if you love me, let me know and I heard a voice say I love you he said I was there and I kept thinking maybe that was just an accident he put the gun back to his head and again a voice shout and walked for a moment and picked it up a third time and put it to his head and just at that moment he heard a voice shout Jesus loves you he said I began to search for God and I ended up in this church years ago I never knew it was you he said I didn't know it was you but God said let me lead you to do something that seems crazy but when you follow the spirit look what God can do I was just talking with brother Ellis just this past week <laughs> talking about when he first got in church one day he was working and as he was working he just felt God impress on him. I want you to turn here. He just he was he was working. He didn't know what was happening. He just turned. And God said, You're gonna go down this street. 
You're going to turn at this street. You're going to go down this alley. You're going to find this, all this before it. You're going to find a garbage, uh, a, a dumpster. And there's a man there. I want you to give him all the money that's in your wallet. And I want you to let him know that I love him. And so Brother Ellis just took the turn. He saw the next street that God, he, didn't, he never went back here before. He, the God just put a turn here. He turned there. He saw there's the alley. He turned there. There was a garbage bin uh, right down the road. Uh, and a man was reaching in there uh, trying to pick out some food. Uh, he drove up uh, and uh, scared the man. The man jumps back, uh, thought he was going to beat him up or something. Uh, and Brother Ellis says here, he reached in and pulled out whatever money he had and gave it to him. Uh, he said, God just wants me to let you know uh, he loves you uh, and he cares about you. Tears uh, begin to flow down this man's face. Uh, he reached around. Uh, he had a vial. He said, this was poison. Uh, I've had it for a while. Uh, I planned on finding whatever food I could. Uh, and then I was planning on drinking this uh, and ending my life uh, because I told God, uh, you don't love me uh, and you have forsaken me. Uh, but God said, Brother Ellis, uh, I need you to take a turn here uh, and a turn here. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, a garbage can? Uh, are you nuts? Uh, God says, if you'll just follow me, uh, if you'll just let me lead you, uh, I've got a work for you to do. Church, uh, it may seem crazy, uh, but if we're going to see the revival uh, that God wants to give us, uh, we've got to be in tune uh, to what the Spirit uh, is saying uh, to the church. As many, the Bible said in Romans 8, 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. i got to be led. I'm not led by my college. I'm not led by my career. I'm not led by my hobbies. I'm not led by my relationships. I'm not led. No, I'm led by the power of God. And if God ain't leading me, I ain't going. If the pillar of fire is, fire is here, I'm staying with the pillar of fire. If the pillar of smoke is here, I'm staying with the pillar of smoke. We've got to be led by the Spirit. Jesus said to Nicodemus, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. I'm here to tell you today, if you're here and you have not been born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus was thinking natural. God was thinking supernatural. Nicodemus says, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus said, Let me tell you how you're born again. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man is born of the water, as being baptized in your name, in his name. There's water that is ready for you today. There's robes back in the back that you can put on and you can be baptized before you leave this place. He says, except a man is born of the water and of the Spirit. That's when you allow the Holy Ghost to come inside of you. Uh, you've repented of your sins and you've emptied everything else. Uh, and you decide, I'm going to be born uh, of the water uh, and of the Spirit. Uh, and when you're born of the water uh, and of the Spirit, uh, that's how you get into uh, the kingdom of God. Uh, for that which is born of the flesh uh, is flesh. Uh, and that which is born uh, of the Spirit uh, is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. And when you are born again, you're going to have something inside of you that's greater than yourself. And he goes on, the wind blows where it listeth, and you hear the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whether it goeth. So is every one that is born of the spirit. I remember thinking as a kid, that's the way the spirit is. You never know. It's like the wind. You never know 
know where the wind's going to blow next. You never know where the wind's going to come from next. You can hear the sound of it, but you can't tell where it's coming from. You can't tell where it is going. That's the way the Spirit is, but that's not what the Bible says. It doesn't say that's what the Spirit is. It says so is every one that is born of the Spirit. If you are walking in the Spirit, God should be able to say to you, go talk to her, and you walk up, and you say, can I help you? Can I pray with you? God can say, go down this street, and you don't know why, but you begin to do it. I think we 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 pass up the, the cloud by day way too often. We've got our businesses, and we've got all of the things, and we're making the money and the entertainment, but God's saying, if you can put all that down long enough to hear what I'm trying to tell you, there are souls. I just want someone to tell them I love them. I just want someone to show them how much I care. God is trying to position you here today. You're not here by accident today. You think you just showed up. You didn't just show up. God is rearranging things. He said you came in here. Someone invited you. Just went. You know, just nothing can help me. And God put a preacher here that said God can do anything. God can put you wherever you need. God's got it. You, you came just thinking, well, I'm just, I'm just kind of here today. But you're not here by accident. I believe you're here by the divine order of the will of God. You're not here just to fill up time and space in the day. You're here because God is trying to get a hold of your family. You're here because God is trying to stir your husband, your wife, your children. You're here because God is working. Because this thing's bigger than a message that I'm preaching today. This thing's bigger than a song. That was sung uh, Although it was wonderful and powerful uh, It's bigger than all of those things uh, What I've got to get back in this church uh, I feel like we have powerful services uh, But it seems like when we walk out of these doors uh, We're leaving the power of God here uh, We're led to go pray for someone uh, Across the front of this uh, But we're not allowing God to lead us uh, To pray for somebody in a Burger King uh, Or a Chick-fil-A uh, Or a Starbucks uh, We can't do that uh, But if we'll learn uh, to hear God's voice uh, And respond uh, You'll see the supernatural power like never before there's little things that God's doing it's just a little voice for the Ellis turn here just take out the money just do this just do that simple really when you're following the leader I didn't have to figure it out. I didn't have to nail everything down. I just had to say, okay, God, what? Okay. Okay, what? Okay. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I don't know why. I just have this feeling. Was it a a, a voice booming? No, it's just, I just feel it because there's something inside of me that's power to be a witness. And that Holy Ghost says, talk to her. Holy Ghost says, look at him. Just take a moment and talk to him. The Holy Ghost begins to lead and begins to guide. We're not careful. You're here today. And even as I'm talking, you're letting it just pass by for something bigger. My grandpa told a story. It's an old story. He said that there was a a man, there was a flood that came into his area and he was praying oh God deliver me 
oh, God, get me out of this. And a guy come driving up in his car. said, man, the storm's coming. Get in here. Let's go. He said, oh, no. I'm praying for God to send something to get me out of this thing. The water began to rise. He's standing in his house, waist deep. And then someone came by in a boat said, get in this boat. He said, no, no, I'm praying. God's going to do something here. God's going to make the difference. Boat went on its way and water kept rising. He's up on his roof. A helicopter comes by, lowers the rope down. Someone in a fog, uh, uh, bullhorn is, is yelling, grab the rope, climb aboard. No, I'm praying. God's going to do something. Water kept rising. And the man died and ended up in heaven. And there in heaven, he looks at God and said, God, I prayed. Why didn't you answer? And God said, what are you talking about? I sent you a car. I sent you a boat. I sent you a helicopter. Why didn't you just take it? We're thinking, God, if you'll do some huge thing, I'll be led by you to go to Africa. I'll be led by you uh, to go over here. Uh, I'll be led to you to pray in this. Uh, just let there be some big thing. Uh, and God's saying, uh, I'm dropping uh, these things in your spirit. Uh, won't you just take the car? Why don't you just take the boat? Uh, why don't you just take the helicopter? Why don't you just take the message uh, from Pastor Jason uh, that says God uh, wants to change your life? Uh, why don't you just hear the word uh, that says I don't have to stay where I am? Uh, that Jesus does love me and I'm not here by accident I'm here because God is trying to wake me up God is trying to give me some direction why do I have to pass this moment by why don't I just get in an aisle and walk to an altar and bow my knee and cry out to God what am I waiting on he that hath an ear to hear let him hear Somebody needs to stop waiting and needs to run to an altar. Someone needs to stop waiting for the perfect scenario and realize, uh, God, uh, you're leading me and guiding me. Uh, I'm here because uh, you want me to be here. Uh, God, help me uh, not to miss this opportunity uh, to talk to you uh, right now. Uh, if they will come to the music, uh, if you will rise with me right now in the name of the Lord Jesus, uh, I'm here to tell you today uh, that the Bible lets us know uh, that we must be led by the Spirit Church. Uh, and if you're here and you don't know God, hear me and trust me. This is your answer to prayer. This is what God's trying to do for you. He's saying, come. The Spirit is begging you. Come. Come. Come, child of God. Come, lukewarm. Come, backslider. Come, sinner. Come, man and woman of God that's trying to find that direction. Won't you come? You're not here by accident. It's time we realize we're not here by accident. The Spirit, the Spirit says come. Come on, do you feel that? Do you feel it in your spirit and your soul? There's still people coming. That's it. Come all the way down. Make sure there's room behind you. That's it, sir. Come on. When do you need to be led? Every day. Why is this mercy fresh every day? Because you need mercy every day. That's it, come. We're going to pray together. That's it. That's it.
There's people behind you in the aisle, so keep coming down. Make sure there's room. Now hear me. I have been feeling the preach of the supernatural. We have been seeing miracles, signs, and wonders. But those miracles, signs, and wonders are miracles trapped in time. Miracles trapped in time. The Bible says, if you don't have an eye, you can go to heaven and be whole. You're sick in your body. When you get to heaven, there ain't no more sickness over there. If God heals you here, it's wonderful. But it's a miracle trapped in time. But when God saves your soul, it's eternal. It's the miraculous that God is most interested in. God, we're here right now. I can feel it in my spirit. Two things are about to happen, Lord, that you put in my spirit right now. There's going to be people that wake up to the voice that they have allowed to grow dim in their ear. They're going to start paying attention to those little pushes, little shoves that you give them. And there's also people here that's dealing with sin in their life. That they're here because you love them so much that you designed a service to say, come, watch how much I love you. Watch what I will do to make sure you're saved. God's about to save someone. And God's about to awaken someone. Right now, all over this place, why don't you begin to join with someone around you and begin to lift your voice and pray. I feel the power of the Holy Ghost here. Come on, that's it. Tap into it. Come on, that's the Holy Ghost. That's the Holy Ghost touching you right now. That's it. That's the Spirit of God. This thing is bigger than you. This thing is bigger than me. It's the Holy Ghost. Somebody else is praying for somebody. Let me be willing to go where they are. Oh, Jesus. Oh, the Holy Ghost is speaking to people right now. Ministers begin to minister. Altar workers begin to work in the altars. Come on, let the Holy Ghost use you. This is a God thing. This is a God thing. Come on, let the Holy Ghost use you again. Let the Holy Ghost awaken that spiritual sensitivity again.
pray that God will make you sensitive and give you boldness to move when he says move. Begin to pray, God, make me sensitive to the Spirit and give me boldness to follow the leading of the Spirit. God, here I am, Pastor Jason Barnum. God, let me be more sensitive to the Spirit and give me boldness to be led by your Spirit. In the name of the Lord Jesus. 
God, let the glory of God. Souls Harbor, it doesn't matter how many prophecies we receive. It doesn't matter how many great men of God feel the same thing I feel when he steps here. If we are not allowing ourselves to be led by the Spirit, God has set something up here and we just miss it. Because the revival and the harvest and the things that God has is outside of these walls. It's not being led here. We need to be led here. But the church needs to be the place that we go from, not that we just come to. The church needs to be the place that we come, get direction, get understanding. We get revelation of what we need and we go out and we're led out there where people need help. That's what needs to happen. When we have a great service and the power of God move, we don't need to go, wasn't that great? Oh boy, I can't wait for the next service. No, I can't wait to go out to see if God's going to say, just stop here and wait a moment. And I don't know, you know, that man that yelled out the window, it was years later before he realized the impact that he had. It was years later that those have been here. The first time this church reached 100 people, we had 99. And they came and told my mother, she was in Sunday school, we've got 99 people, we want to break that 100 mark. And mom walks out the building and sees these two boys walking down the road with pop bottles. She whistles. I can't whistle. Mom can whistle. That was my thing. Whistles. Them boys looked over her she said y'all come over here they came over they had pop bottles in their hands set them down she said how come y'all are not in Sunday school little boys said where are you going we're going to the store with our bottles she's like you can do that later you put those down you get right in here in Sunday school it's time to go to Sunday school we had 101 that day Never saw them again. Never saw them again. Years later, a young man walked into our church. Walked up to my mother after service, said, you don't remember me, do you? She said, no. Said, you remember that, those two boys that you whistled into church that day? Mom's like, yeah. She said, he said, I was one of those boys. 
said that that week my parents divorced and my my mother took me up north and I told mom which she was hurting so bad she said he said mom what we need is one of those churches like I went to they found an apostolic church he was baptized in Jesus name filled with the Holy Ghost he became a preacher of the gospel oh what a big deal it was a whistle it was a, a, a lady that is uh, very forceful that said you better get into the Sunday school room never saw him again you just don't know what God's doing you say well I talked to him and nothing happened maybe maybe not I yelled at God loves you out of the window nothing happened maybe maybe not but you'll never know unless you take the step say God lead me what if you do something and well I don't know if God led me to do that or not that's all right. just try it again God's looking for a vessel that he can use I want to be that vessel I believe that this week if you will pray every day God lead me let me be sensitive give me boldness if you will pray it, you're going to find God saying, just talk to that lady for a moment. You're going to find God saying, just pray for them. Just give them a call. And it's going to be the right moment, the right time. And God's going to, because what God has for us is not based on our programs. It's based on the moving of his spirit. One more time before we go back to our seats, will you lift your hands with me? Lord. I thank you for what I am feeling. I thank you, God, for what I know is taking place here in people's lives today. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will touch us. Give us boldness. Let us be sensitive. Lead us. Guide us. God, let us be vessels that you can use. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we believe you for it and we trust you for great things. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Why don't you greet a few people on your way back to your seat? Let them know how good God is. Hallelujah, Jesus. Lead me, Lord, I will follow. Lead me, Lord. I just feel good in the Holy Ghost. I have felt so good in the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. As the ushers prepare to receive the tithing, if you are a guest here, I want you to know that we are honored to have you here. And even if you've been here before, but you have not yet been to the guest reception, I hope you just will take just a few moments immediately following the service. Just go right through these double doors on the other side of the lobby you'll see the corner cafe there's some refreshments there for you uh, we have a gift for you 
and I would just love the opportunity to meet you. So I hope you just will take a moment, stop by, and give us that, that privilege. Tonight, Brother Godwin will be preaching, and we're going to have a great move of the Holy Ghost. He's in Donellan today, and we want, to, we want to be here and invite someone to be with us. Uh, the last thing I want to say is our children coming in. I, I believe it's in our bulletin. If not, it, it should be, and it will get there. But, of course, this time of the year is when I've asked our church to go on a media fast where we don't uh, watch any movies, we don't watch any, um, anything that, unless it's something that, you know, with our schooling or with our job that's something along those lines. Other than that, we, we stay off of all of those, those things that take our time and, and is really entertainment for us. And we take a month and we do that. Now, we don't have an exact time because some people already started last week and some people may start, but the majority, what I've always asked, because I know people have vacations or have different trips, so I've asked that the majority of it all be in the same block of time. And so if you haven't already started, this week would be a good week for you to go ahead and start that. Uh, Will we go ahead and take a four-week period and we do not saturate our minds with media? We'll be saying a little bit more about it. Uh, of course, starting here in the next, uh, next, next Wednesday, I will be starting kind of a, a, pre, um, a uh, pre-sermon on uh, standards of living, of holiness. It's something that I do once a year. Uh, and then the following weeks, we'll be getting into the details, the kind of setup of it will be this Wednesday. If you want to know what this church is about, you want to know why we do what we do, uh, it's biblical, why we live what we live, why we, why we abstain from certain things. Uh, it's, it's all biblical, and I just take our time and we break it down uh, piece by piece. So uh, next Wednesday, again, will be the startup, and then the following few weeks, uh, we will dig into it. Again, this happens every year. No surprise to this church. Uh, if you're new here, be there. Be there the next few Wednesdays. Uh, you will definitely grow in your understanding of the Word of God. Very important that you do that. And if you're, if you have been in church for a while, it's very important that you're back. Everyone say Amen. amen. I know our children are coming in. Everyone say amen. amen. It's very important that you're there, even if you've been in church. You say, Well, I've heard that. This is what Paul said, and I'll repeat this a couple of times. Bible says, he, Paul said, It's important that I say this to you again. He said, For me. It's not grievous, and for you, it's safe. It's safe for you to hear it again. You've got this world pushing its agenda 365 days. I take basically four Wednesday nights and push against the world and what they're trying to get us to look like, act like, talk like, listen to, watch, etc., it's worth you being here every night on those Wednesday nights. Everyone clear? Amen. Ushers, will you come? God bless you as you give your tithing. This is the time to do that. If you are here and you want to be baptized, just talk to one of the ushers. They will lead you to one of the ministers in this church, and we will do that. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We're about to be dismissed. trust you and obey when your spirit speaks to me with my whole heart i'll agree and my answer will
to your will and to your way. I'll say yes, Lord, yes. I will trust you and obey. When your spirit speaks to me, with my whole heart I'll agree. And my answer will be yes, Lord, yes. I'll say yes, Lord, yes. To your will and to your way. I'll say yes, Lord, yes. I will trust you and obey. When your spirit speaks to me, with my whole heart I'll agree, and my answer will be yes, Lord, yes. I will say yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. I'll say yes, Lord, yes, I will trust you and obey. When your spirit speaks to me, with my whole heart I'll agree. Lord, yes, I'll say yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Tonight starts at 6 o'clock. Brother Goblin, as I said, will be here. Please invite someone to come with you. I feel like I need to say this. This was the end of my message, and I did not get to it, and I just feel like the Lord keeps bringing it back to my mind. And I'll preach a full message just on this. I just, with the time, I couldn't get to it. But the arm of God is always revealed when you are speaking of God's death, burial, and resurrection. The arm of God, the power of God. It's when you focus on what Jesus has done for us. That's where we see the power of God. That was the end of that, and I wasn't able to get to it today, but I felt like I just needed to say that. That is where it is at. The power of God. Read where it talks about the arm of God and the power of God, it's always talking about what he did. He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The top of that is talking about the arm of God being revealed. That's where the power of God is. When it talks about, when Paul talks about, I don't come to you with enticing words of man's wisdom, but the power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost, all that, read the top of that, and it is talking about that he said, I would know nothing among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. The power of God flows through his suffering. That's what he came to do for us. And when we focus on that, pray about it, believe in it, that's when we see these things happen. I just felt like I needed to say that. And so there you go. We'll preach more about it later. God bless you tonight. We're going to have a great move of the Holy Ghost. Hope to see you there. Guests, please come and let me meet you just for a few moments. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.